0: hello there people and welcome back to the record room what's up everybody there i'm owen is. i'm josh and we're the nerds that like to look at the liner notes and i totally just loved that so everybody enjoy <laughs> that super it's awesome at some point super awesome i think it's i do the stooges thing I was Oh, was how about that, that one too yeah that'll
1: okay work. We, we'll do the stooges one yes please oh wait a minute here he is no
0: hello there we go hello. Hello. hello 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 hello
1: okay now we're back we're back on the track we're out of All the right. ditch and we're there on the track
0: is. see for some reason i thought that came fra- i don't know it's crazy we do this bi-weekly so it's hard yeah. to get into a rhythm um <laughs> hey owen how are you doing buddy man i am doing great i've just been
1: having real restful weekends and i did this new breakfast recipe this morning and it was amazing and, uh, I was telling, I think I was telling you, I'm to the, like, record nerd stage where I can, like, text the owner of my favorite record store, and I can just send him my order
0: and he'll say, oh, it'll be ready on Tuesday. I believe I, that I, des- I think that's really cool. That deserves an applause. That's, le- that's legend-like.
2: Oh, gnarly!
0: Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally gnarly. Spicoli um, is, is, uh, is jealous. Indeed. Um well I had a good weekend as well. Excellent. Um, the I think the highlight other than we've just been kind of doing things around the house here was uh my wife encouraged me to buy some new shoes recently. Oh, new, and so- new am, shoes are important. I'm, I'm I'm specifically a Converse Nike guy, right? But my wife is like you really you should probably look at something else other than Nike cuz I'll I'll wear them and I'll just go through them like she goes, You need to get something that has a little bit of shelf life on it. So I bought like three pairs of Adidas, and I have to say they're way more comfortable than any Nikes I've had in the last five to 10 years. Dude, and, I,
1: I am a big, huge adherent of the,
0: uh, of the Adidas crowd. I love Adidas, they're so wonderful. Super cool. Super cool. I'll be rocking all three pairs this week as it is nice T-der appreciation week. Don't, and by I, the way, don't, and sleep jeans. On, don't
1: sleep on vans either. I, Especially you know, if they have the comfy cush sole.
0: Oh, my God. I don't like my shoe to feel like it's a compressed pillow around my foot. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, like, I get the whole walking on clouds thing. It's one thing if the sole... Is, is doing it but when the entire foot and it's just I don't know it seems like it might cause a lot of foot sweat which is just how we want to start that, the show but off. it really doesn't <laughs> now
1: what is your opinion since we're on shoe talk this is unscheduled oh, <laughs> shoe talk uh, what is your opinion of the <laughs> the regular vulcanized rubber sole versus the uh, the gum shoe the gum sole
0: oh um
1: or do you, you have like one, the one that
0: I don't really have one. No,
1: I'm not a fan. <laughs> okay, guy. excellent, excellent. Um, I'm a fan of the gum. Mean, I it may totally be in my head, but I feel like they're more supportive and more spongy.
0: It, I was gonna say those are the ones that are like uh, the 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 sleep foam. <laughs>
1: well, the the is that gum is like the it's like it's brown. It's like instead of having the white rubber, it's brown, and for whatever reason, they just feel better to me. I don't know.
0: You know the the audio files right now are like what is
1: this? (laughs) And all the ticket heads were like, yep, we knew it was coming. Some sort of random offshoot.
0: Here they are, (laughs) doing their thing. Hey, tell us about the uh, the intro. That song was great. It had a real um, Fleetwood Mac vibe to it. I thought that, too, when I I heard it. Um, Dude, I totally dig it.
1: Yeah, her name is Katie Pruitt, and she came up on... uh, So... I buy a lot of records, you know this, I'm a huge record nerd, I collect records, but I also um, subscribe to Spotify, mostly so I can discover things, um, and she was on my sort of um, recommended listens, like based on the stuff you listen to, hey, give this person a listen, and uh, her name is Katie Pruitt, and that's her 2020 release.
0: Dude, I, oh man, I, as soon as it started... I was like, I love this. Yeah, this is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I had a. I heard it. I heard it, and I liked it. And I thought, boy, I think Josh
0: will dig this too. And then I also was sitting there going, I'm just waiting for the vocals. Don't you? Don't you hate that? Like yeah. you're sitting there and you're like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like, so oh, that yeah.
2: Vocal
0: exactly. Terrible. But, but this if is you like, guys
1: listen to, if you guys like it oh, as well, it's on the intro playlist that I share. So
0: yeah. Well, let's talk about the latest listen. Sweet. Who wants to go first? Oh, I'm easy.
1: <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? <laughs> I'm easy. If, if um, we have a
0: shirt. If we yes, have a shirt, if we ever
1: have a shirt, that's what's going on the back. Who, say, do the you want to go? <laughs> on,
0: front, on the back, it'll say, who goes first? <laughs> um, okay, well. Uh, I think
1: you went first last time because I'm looking at the playlist, and it's yep. Circa Waves before Nautical Disaster. So I think well, I'll go. go first this time.
0: Let's go right ahead. that's sorry. cool. Sounds good to me. I'm anxious to hear this. So
1: my latest listen, this also comes from another Spotify playlist. And so I think one of my dream jobs is one of those people that actually just sit around and get paid to come up with Spotify playlists for moods and vibes and stuff. And this was an emerging Americana playlist. And because I love Americana, like that's probably a term that really encompasses the broadness of what I listen to. It's a little bit country. It's a little bit rock and roll. It's a little bit of folk. There's a little bit of soul in there, a little bit of Southern country funk. There's a little bit of everything, right? So I was expecting that. And the first track on there was this lady. And I was like, what? There's this total dirty kind of soul bluesy feel to this track. And I was totally, it made me stand up and listen. And so I give you, for my latest listen, a track called Black Myself by Amethyst Kaya. So that was Amethyst Kaya from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And you can pre-order her album now. And I just, I heard that, like I said, and it just made me stand up and listen and I cannot stop listening to it. It is just so good. What'd you think, man?
0: I dug it. Um, you know, it, it had some Larkin Poe vibes to it, but I, I think what I wanted to talk about once I heard it and the way you introduced it, genre-wise like Americana and stuff. I just don't think that genres are going to matter too much longer. I really don't. I think everybody's pulling from a little of column A, column B, column C and Z and trying to make something. And, and I just, I think it's, I, I applaud it when it's done well, because there's a little bit of Mississippi blues in it. You got a little bit of country and you got a whole lot of soul and it's just all in this, this nice little ball and there's a ribbon on it and it's nice oh, I nicely t- tied and totally
1: it's, agree with you and i, I it think and <laughs> one of the reasons i love that term americana because i mean if you really do take it literally it is from america and when you think about when you unpack that term it is all those things it should imply all those terms and so yeah i think that's cool i like i like your idea though
0: but, but I really dig um, – I, I think for me Americana has been – almost come to mean good country. Right. Like if you want to hear country that is good, that has depth and weight and lyrics, that has actual good musicianship that doesn't sound like it's from the Nashville factory, then you're doing Americana. Right, that that's what it sounds like to me. Anyways, and I I really enjoy this one. This is really cool. Like I want to hear some more of her stuff.
1: Oh, for sure. And yeah, you can pre-order. I don't know that she's got a whole album out yet, but uh, because the pre-order, if you get on her website, it's just a pre-order. But I will tell you this too. You since we talked about since we had genre talk there, um, Dale Watson. Are you familiar with Dale Watson? Kind of a Texas country guy.
0: Yeah, the name's familiar. He, I think, has. I actually think he
1: was at my music store once. Oh, he probably is. He's a cool and dude. And I don't remember it. Yeah. When I was at UT, like, he would play several times a week, and he was kind of the house band at the Continental Club. So I could go see him once a week and two-step there. But he described his music about a decade ago as Ameripolitan, which I think is kind of cool when you think about it from that lens, too, because you kind of have the American, but then you also have Cosmopolitan as well which is an interesting addition to
0: that whole thing so indeed well let's let me let me tell you my latest listen please do so um this is a band from the aughts i think and maybe some some of the teens but uh i can't here's what's crazy is I can't remember where I heard them the first time, because I thought about this the other day, and I'm like, remember I heard this band? Where was the first place I heard this band? Usually I can remember. I can't can't tell you. Like, I couldn't tell you. Um, here's what I will tell you. The band is called The Damwells. Um, they had their big thing. I guess their, their biggest breakthrough came through the... Ashton Kutcher, Brittany Murphy film, Just Married. Apparently, they were featured heavily on the soundtrack. I've never seen it, so I couldn't tell you. But when I do the research, that's what I find. Um, My favorite part about this band is the lead singer and the lead songwriter. The reason being is it's a guy named Alex Dozen, and he, I forget, it's some college up north, but he teaches a songwriting class on rhetoric and i'm like oh my gosh i want to sit in on this but um this comes off of oh that's you know what i now remember music store i got the this this is the album i got a promo of there it is there it is uh and this is called air stereo this was their major label debut and this is one of my favorite tracks off of it and it's called you don't have to like me to love me Tonight,
2: honey. I know it's late, but I'm on a roll with you. I'm on a roll with you. The sugar is on, honey. I know your faith is making a ghost of you. It's making a ghost of you. Why don't you let me take you home?
0: The Damn Wells, one of their was, was
1: that a horn section i heard indeed okay excellent uh, that wasn't that's what I was that's not on expecting.
0: every that's not on every every track but for that one specifically yes that's no, there's that's some cool. horn there i'm sorry what'd i just think? had uh, go ahead and go ahead and do your thing man no i was just gonna say it's one of their many very solid rock song or pop rock songs what did you think man what would you Did you dig? I
1: really liked it. And it's because it really vibes with that sort of 70s rock sensibility that I am in love with. Um, And I will tell you, like, one of the things I do when I listen to music is I break things down into the component parts. And I was, as I was listening to that just now, I was thinking, I would like to, upon re-listens, just listen to the guitar parts. Yeah. Because the rhythm and the lead have very distinct parts that contribute to that, and I would like to break it down for I would like just listen to it once and listen to the lead. Yeah. And then listen to it again and listen to the rhythm part.
0: Yeah, the the if you listen to this song in headphones, the 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 two guitar parts are are dueling and they're not really anywhere near each other. Sure. but. The thing that attracts me to this song, I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, Oh, that's real stonesy on that opening riff. Like, ban nah. And I was like, that's real it's he's even got that uh Keith Richards tone. Right. It. And it and it sounds really cool. And then the chorus takes this complete departure from what sounds like a stonesy stonesy song, a Rolling Stone yeah. song, to this Okay, well now I'm gonna be real sweet about it. Like, here's your rough part. Here's your sweet part.
1: And that's when I noticed the horns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, thought, I was like, whoa, there's a new element in the band.
0: Yeah. So it's a, uh, it, they're a really great band. If you get a chance to check them out. Okay. Uh, they're called the Damwells. and if you want to get crazy, Alex Dezen does his own uh, solo stuff too. So it's it's worth a it's worth a look for sure. Excellent. Yeah, and we've that brings us to the Mighty Territory shout outs. Oh, gotcha. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I wonder I wonder if we've gained anything.
1: <laughs> we actually haven't gotten any new traction. We've got a lot of traction with the same with the same American folks that ah, well, thank uh, you. That, that we've listened. So we've got a solid fan base in uh, the SEC, which is really cool. Uh, Michigan is still a player. We did pick up one in Puerto Rico. We do have a li- an extra. We did list- pick up a listen in Puerto Rico. All right. I
0: well, figure that's...
1: someone went on vacation. For sure. For sure. Like, <laughs> listen to us while they were drinking exotic drinks on a beach.
0: I want to feel like I'm home for a minute. Uh, And I'll do it with my best buddies, Josh and Owen. That's what I'll do. Exactly. <laughs> we're beach so, listens. Um, well, we've got a uh an interesting show for you lined up i probably should have done this earlier but we're gonna salute a uh, musician songwriter who's passed on to the next plane we're gonna take a look at taylor swift's re-record and do a side-by-side comparison we got tina turner's rock doc that we're going to talk about and then of course the top three which you know wouldn't be fun if we didn't have the top three I Um, do
1: love how we attacked that, too, because I think we attacked that in very Josh and Owen ways.
0: Indeed. I I like (laughs) I like you can tell the difference in the top threes. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Josh is going to come at it with that sound, obviously. And oh, here comes some more trucker stuff. <laughs> Must be Owen. <laughs>
1: Surprisingly, there's no trucker stuff this week. There's not oh, even any country music on there. I'm really shocked. No. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I am too. Actually, it's gonna be. I, I expected you to have something. We'll, we'll come looked, back. There,
1: we'll come back to this. We'll circle back. As as is said in the uh, the common professional parlance of the day. Uh, but I wanted to tell you my thought process on how I personally I I made a list. And then I want to tell you and everyone, our listeners how I vetted the list.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm sure we both have different views. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right, but uh, let's talk about Jim Steinman for a moment. You and while you're doing
1: that, I'm going to go ahead and play some, some, some music. Go ahead.
0: Well, Owen, I, I kind of want you to do most of the talking here, but I. But you informed me the other day that uh, Jim Steinman had passed on. And it took me a minute to remember what songs he did. And then, uh, speaking of which, uh, but the first thing that popped in my head was uh, the Meat love song, uh, I Would Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that, you know? Um, and then, But he's done a whole lot of other stuff. He did... Uh, all Coming Back to Me by Celine Dion. He did... uh What else? Yeah, go ahead. What else did he do? Oh, my do? gosh.
1: Well, this track, right? This turnaround yeah. to uh, Total Eclipse yeah. of the heart. So <laughs> wonderful. I <laughs> I think it was a perfect pour one out <laughs>
0: track you know, for, our, you,
1: for our fallen brother, what, Jim Steinman.
0: When I saw the list... The song that, that really stuck out to me the most was uh, uh, I Need a Hero, or just it was Hero, the one that was on... Uh, oh, the Footloose song, yes. Yeah, uh, I think that, that's on my list. That song is uh, spectacular. Like, and well, when Let's I
1: heard, roll it. Let's yeah, roll a roll little bit one. of uh, holding out for a hero here. For sure. I'm already feeling like I'm playing chicken
0: with a truck. What? This this song... Oh, no, the dumps. The dump trucks. Yeah, the yeah, dumps. Yeah, yeah. The, this song sounded to me like it needed to be a meatloaf song with the pianos. and I didn't sure. realize it until years later. And I was like, who wrote this? And I was like, that guy works with meatloaf all the time. Yeah, okay.
1: Well, and honestly, that... I love this part. Gone, gone- this line right here. So good, so good. (laughs) Isn't there a a white knight, a a pawn, a fiery steed? Late at night, I I toss and I turn, and I I dream of what I need.
0: You need a hero. (laughs) You do. But But, I mean, your point is
1: valid. When I looked at the list this week, when he died, I was like. Well, of course he wrote that song. That sounds that there's a Jim Steinman sound. And when you look at the list of music that he wrote, you can see it, all, it has his voice all over it. For so sure. that's a good one. And then I also ha- I like this one as well here. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to introduce it.
0: I, I'm laughing, but all of these songs are hits. It, so. I know just how oh. to whisper.
2: <laughs> and I know just how to cry. I know just where to find the answers. And I know just how to lie.
0: Mm. I know just
2: how to fake it. And I know just how to scheme.
0: Did he say he just knows how to I fake it? Just...
2: And, sch- and scheme oh yikes that's gonna be a I do um, love that he rhymes
1: scheme and
0: dream oh that is good, good. <laughs> good. I like
2: this one and I know
1: so amazing
0: it's uh you know i know he plays piano and um his piano playing reminds me of springsteen a lot oh i can see that it's got like and i know i mean meatloaf is from around that time right so i can just hear it's i wouldn't put it out of realm for steinman to have liked springsteen oh sure thunder road would go right next to some right. like bat out of hell and stuff like that it i think those are parallel so i mean it's it's quite a loss how, how old was he oh you know what i need to look that up oh
1: boy let's, let's
0: uh let's look it up real quick yeah i wow.
1: have the wikipedia article right here
0: pouring one out to the guy we don't even know he how old he was
1: 73
0: all right that's not bad I, I think uh if you you make it to the 80s that's a full life like you got yeah for sure the 80s. and he was but, from um, dan barry connecticut ah man well you know what thank you jim steinman thank you so much especially for the uh i would do anything for love but i won't do that because now forever we're all gonna go Well, but what well, you do, for love. What, what is it? You know?
1: I just hope that Jim Steinman can see paradise by the dashboard lights.
0: He's got a better shot at it than we do currently. So, congratulations, Jim Steinman.
1: Dashboard lights are not what they used to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a dashboard confessional of some sort. Like oh, well played.
1: Way to bring it back to the emo that. era. Uh, so yeah. salute to you, Jim Steinman. You gave us lots of amazing music.
0: Salute. All right. Let's move on to someone who's alive. And, and her name is Taylor Swift. And I feel like we talk about her a lot on here, but we wouldn't talk about her if she would not be doing things that are a relevant and b good. Like she's consistently good. I agree. Even if you dislike her, you have to admit there's a reason that she stays relevant. Like y- you have to. And uh Owen what what do you have for us today? Well, I just I do want to start off by
1: saying that Taylor Swift is a new Addiction for me, and that is something that the pandemic gave me, especially quarantine during the pandemic. And I feel like uh, since we, since you mentioned confessionals, uh, this is a little bit of a confessional for me. One of the ways I passed time during said pandemic was uh, choreographing my own versions of dances to Taylor Swift songs. Are you so serious right now? I, I, I'm I'm dead serious. <laughs> so like, shake it off. I have this whole work. I've had this whole routine set up, I, which I, you know, I dance around my living room too.
0: I did. I did. I did not know that about you. Well, man. you know,
1: I, I do. I like to keep you guessing, man. I like. Yeah, I mean, well, you you were all talking last show about you know dancing around the house with your kid, and I'm like, man, if he only knew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. yeah but yeah I, I i really that was a time for me to really zone in on her music um and i i can say that i probably didn't really give her a whole lot of chance until i heard uh um what was that song uh never getting back together i love that song but then i've been hooked in since then i love that song so that
0: was her pre crossover fully to right. Yeah. And I, I remember that song and I remember thinking that's not bad. That's a solid hook, but I would imagine most people didn't give her a fair shake when she showed up in the country genre, just because, and this is going to sound misogynistic, but bear with me because I think this, there's some weight here the idea of a young singer-songwriter who's also female is not very uncommon in the country realm. Like, that that happens a lot. And definitely if they're going to write about, like, oh, my boyfriend treated me bad or stuff like that, that's not... I, I mean, I've seen it. I'm not even a big country fan, but I know that exists, and I've seen it so many times that I, I how is Taylor Swift any going to be any different? You know, I I, I would agree with you. And I have this because I do listen to a
1: lot of, of country music. One of my biggest frustrations with female and with females in country is that they haven't historically been allowed to be anything other than sort of sugary, sweet vocals and love stories and things like that. And I'm glad that that's changing. And, uh, Next show, we're gonna dig. We're gonna circle back to that concept as well with a new voice that's coming out. That is almost a punk rockish sort of voice in country music, which is oh, kind of cool.
0: Nice, that would be fun. Um, so, what what uh, what tracks are we gonna do some comparison on? I guess we should we should reset here. Um, For sure. T- Taylor Swift uh is in the process of battling big machine and basically giving them the uh, middle finger which i support her on this severely support her because she's trying to keep the rights to her to her own music she's trying to own them so good for her and she's re-recorded the album fearless i believe is that correct right. yes that so, is correct so and, and getting... i think
1: she was she was a teenager when she recorded that
0: yeah so what we're going to do now is we're going to play you a track from the original and then we're going to play you a track from the one that's called Taylor's version. Yes. And, exactly. Uh, and we'll we'll see what the difference is and how it sounds. I'm actually kind of excited. This this is going to be cool. Oh yeah. And-
1: I mean, I think from an existential sort of age perspective, you know, it's interesting that she is, how, how old is she now? Do you know how old she is now?
0: I don't, and quite frankly, I would think myself creepy if I did. <laughs>
1: I mean, she's got to be, like, early 30s. Am, I mean, am I, am I wrong? In, let, let me Google it real
0: quick. Uh, yeah, why don't you be the guy who Googles that? Because I don't, I just don't. Wanna. Dude,
1: I, yeah, at my <laughs> age.
0: <laughs> you be the guy who takes that 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 hit for all yeah (laughs) yeah she's 31 okay good for her good for her look at that that makes her an adult
1: yeah exactly i mean so that gives her i mean she is not quite double but i mean nearing double the age she was when she recorded that so is that going to affect the recording so i have a couple tracks um and the first one is her big hit off that album which was the first time I ever heard Taylor Swift. Uh it's a little song called Love Story. Uh it's a little Romeo and Juliet story. Uh I actually another confession, this is Owen's confessions. Uh this one may be more uh more more salient than the last one, Josh. When I go to karaoke, One of the songs I like to sing is Love Story by Taylor Swift. And how does that make you feel? Uh, In the words of Shania Twain, it makes me feel like a woman, Josh. (laughs) One of these days Uh. we're going to have to do a video podcast so that everyone can see our facial expressions when we record this.
0: (laughs) Um... That's, uh, this has been another, this has been another edition of (laughs) Owen.
1: See, and I'm also, I I was telling Josh before the show, I'm at the age where I'm just totally confident in in who I am, and uh, I'll make the joke to make uh, somebody uncomfortable. It doesn't really bother me, but here we go. Here's the original love story by Taylor Swift, and I'm going to reset my equipment here. Here we go. Uh
2: Starts, I'm standing there on the balcony in summer air. So
0: besides that performance, Owen, um, that none of you got to see, as he <laughs> lip synced the entire song.
1: He, you know what? I did what, a though? hair flip too. You guys really missed it, and yeah, it's funny because
0: it, I'm bald. Indeed. Those of you who don't know me. So I, I think I need to I need to ask you this question: How did she ever get? How did she ever get classified as country just based on that track? Because I. I'm under the impression that if you sing country, you have a certain... There's like a... Twang. There's something to your voice. There's something... And that is very straight. There's nothing country about her vocals there. Like...
1: if uh, If I may hazard a hypothesis on that, and I don't know, but I feel like it's rooted in... a a rural american stereotype when a young girl singer comes up we want to sort of portray her as rootsy and family valuesy and things like that and i think that the people that buy into that tend to skew country
0: that's Mm -hmm. my theory yeah, you're right. Well, that I mean, I mean, Leanne
1: Rhymes. Le- the, the 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 road is scattered with 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 young female singers like that. It's true. Miranda Lambert was that way.
0: Yeah, but man, she keeps it going. Like, yeah, she's still rocking and rolling. But um, I uh, I you know what? That sounded perfectly good to me. Yeah. Like, pretty pretty shiny. Sound like doesn't sound like there's any mistakes happening there. Like nope. that's dead on big machine stuff I would say Def- it's That's definitely
1: the- a big machine recording for sure yeah
0: yeah so give us the other well, track before I will do that I will oh. say if you have
1: not listened to, to it a well, in a while the best part of that track is right at the end when Romeo proposes he kn- kneels to the ground and hands her a ring the key changes that goes up one level high, and it totally makes the emotion level of the song go up, and I go insane. Like, I love it.
0: And then um, and then Romeo drinks a vial of poison, and then we she... don't
1: get We don't get that. And then it's a love story, herself. Josh.
0: Baby, just I know, say yes. Yeah, but they said that, that was a, it's Romeo and Juliet, so have they... <sighs> Josh. I'm an English such teacher. Such a buzzkill. Have you not read the story? I'm just oh, saying. Oh, no, I have. <laughs> Uh, and while we're at it is anyone else distressed that's listening that we constantly every year in freshman english make uh these 14 and 15 year old kids read about a story that ultimately ends in suicide for both sides hmm? anybody yeah Any, anybody <laughs> anybody think that's interesting
1: but it's a classic, Josh
0: yeah it's canon got it okay moving on <laughs>
1: we read it so our kids must read it too right because it's done our <laughs> civilization a whole lot of good yeah yeah so exactly hard. that that's how yeah. it works uh-huh it was that's good right. enough for me it was good enough for my parents it's good for my kids But that's right yeah but that's neither here nor there indeed this Let's is not a pedagogy on. podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, back on we keep veering off into the ditch man just, but it's just, fun <laughs> We're just it's trying so to have much fun. fun. <laughs> just trying to have fun. <laughs> okay, so here is the newer version. Let's see if we can detect any changes. Mm-hmm.
0: That is, that is a really impressive recreation. Yeah, I'm, I'm blown away. That's really good.
1: That's Dude, w- I think it's better. It I, is. This is Owen's hot sports opinion. I think oh, it's man. better than the original one. It's and way I will tell you better. why. First of all, and don't get me wrong, I. I think big machine stuff has its place. I like big machine stuff. I mean, we talked a little bit about them with uh, with Midland. But they have a sound, right? And it's shiny. And it's big. And it's really up on the top end. But this, I feel like it, there's a little more... It's not as polished. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I think it's a good thing. And I hear more bottom in this especially in her voice there's a couple of places where she kind of wavers a little bit and i think it's cool that she does it it sounds more like a more polished taylor but also i mean obviously a little older taylor and i will tell you i loved the fact that i could hear like i heard some like some pick hum in this version that i did not hear in the
0: original version what about you I love the uh the indie pop that has creeped into it and and actually made it more accessible for someone like me who generally like i I know I said she doesn't sound country even though she had all the country undertones. This is like she took it and said this is a pop song we're actually gonna make it that way and and it works and it sounds so good um i'm a I, I'm just really impressed. Like that, not only is it good, but it's it's a gutsy move to do this. Oh, like, absolutely! You, you, it better be better. Like right. it needs to be better, otherwise you've totally messed up, and you're gonna get laughed out of the building yeah and she
1: just there's no margin for error when you're doing what she's doing
0: no and it she has is, to be better she has done it very well yeah
1: like, no i totally really totally agree
0: did you have another one or did you i want to do make- i okay, actually okay. have
1: one more this is her other hit off that album and it's called you belong to you belong with me have you ever heard this one mm, i don't know <laughs> only reason i heard it is and i think you probably know this about me um, when I was still teaching at Richardson High, I was the pep rally MC, and we played You Belong With Me all the time at pep rallies. Like that was one of the songs that you know, people were walking into. Gotcha. And so I heard it, I mean, several times, six, seven times a year. <laughs> well, when
0: I was uh, – that reminds me of when I was in high school and the environmental science teacher would DJ at pep rally – and all the cheerleaders wanted to hear was Barbie Girl. Oh, God. I know. and I. Uh, Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Sorry. <laughs> it, was,
1: it was pretty Don't, let's, I'm, I'm glad I have the controls because I'm not going to mark that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Anyways, continue. Taylor. Okay,
1: cool. Here we go. Here's the original version of You Belong With Me by T-Swift, or Swifty, as the kids call her.
2: You're on the phone with your girlfriend, she's upset, she's going off about something that you said, cause she doesn't get your humor like.
1: So, yes, I mean, that, if, if I wish you guys could have seen that because because Josh like vomited a little bit when when he would playing that one,
0: <laughs> that can only get better, right like <laughs> like well, I guess see, we'll see in a minute there I'm starting to hear her country lilt,
1: yeah, because the there's a banjo in there, even yeah. if it's an electric
0: banjo and
1: real country people do not like electric banjos.
0: that chorus sounded like I don't know a million other that I've heard in modern country around about that time, where it's like, all right, let's do four different vocals, sing the low, the mid-low, the the mid-high the high sing it all together and then you're right in the middle and then okay there it is and it's a big thing and it's something that everybody can sing and scream or whatever yeah it but just... can't
1: you hear like 10,000 seventh grade girls singing that
0: yes i can unfortunately <laughs> and that's, that's why i'm problem. trying to that's why i'm like let's move on because i don't want <laughs> it's, it's giving me anxiety just hearing it like oh <laughs> gonna hide under this chair exactly yeah.
1: that is part of what you do is i mean you, you do get a little gun shy with things like that
0: so version two
1: so yeah so let's juxtapose that with the uh you know i had to use an academic term there let's juxtapose that with the new version and see if there is a just as marked a difference with this as there was the first So yeah, wow. I mean, I like it way better.
0: Um, it's not I'm,
1: as is vomit-inducing.
0: No, if I'm big machine right now, I am. I am. Forgive me, but I am crapping my pants. Right. Because I'm like, oh no, like <laughs> she did it. She did it, and she did it. We're oh no, like. I, <laughs> th- there's part of me too that I would be like do we just go ahead and sit back down at the table with her and renegotiate and like, see, because she's going to do it again. Right. Every album. And again, she's going to make
1: these rights totally useless.
0: And and the, (laughs) the, um, the, yeah. And the number of fans that she has all over the world. Oh yeah. Are gonna, gonna do their part. They've already bought the first one. Yeah. They don't care. And they'll go back and buy this one. Yep. And there's like extra stuff on these, isn't there? There's yeah. like outtakes and stuff. Uh-huh. And mm, yeah. Big machine is I can just see a lot of people. I can see a lot of Taylor Swift fans, especially the casual ones, maybe taking the original albums and just dropping them at the nearest half price books. And All Right. I Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah, because if I'm going to listen to one, it's going to be this one. Oh, for sure. And I do. I'm one of the people, and right behind this wall is my CD collection, and I have it in there. I have this album on CD in there. And I don't really have a need to listen to this if I can listen to the new one. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, exactly. Her voice is better
0: in both of these versions. It's way better. And how, why,
1: why wouldn't it be?
0: Yeah, like she's learned, obviously she's learned a lot. In, yeah. the, in the time that's passed, and I just think I, it's really good. Yeah, it's I mean, really she's, good at, really she's at
1: the top of her game now, right? Why wouldn't her voice be better at the top of her game than when she was starting out?
0: Man, just, just fantastic stuff. It's and really plus, good. I, I just
1: want to note, too, that uh, I, those banjos weren't electric banjos. That second okay. one.
0: Well, there you go. So
1: you know that 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 is already a plus,
0: right there. <laughs> well, well, Taylor continues to do just excellent work, and that seemed like a good segue into somebody else who does great work for and sure. Admit, and you, do you have something to introduce this? Oh, or oh, just, you know I do. Of course you do.
1: Here we go. for what you usually call the truth, Josh. So, you better be good to me.
0: Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. I
1: I feel like this is the most appropriate track that could be picked, given the scope of her story, which we learned in this documentary. So... Yeah, man. (laughs) If you have not seen, or you have no clue what we're talking about, we're talking about the hbo plus or hbo max documentary about tina turner and it goes really from her roots in nutbush all the way through now right yep uh and it was produced by her current husband which i was a little i was a little uh, taken aback i didn't i didn't see those two getting together but i think they make a fine pair indeed indeed they do <laughs> I, I learned kidding. a lot but my biggest takeaway josh is how sad a life that woman lay, led like she did not know what love was and i know it sounds like a foreigner song until <laughs> she was almost 50 like how sad is that
0: that's uh, yeah. It's it's
1: a it's a it's a rough story. It's a really uh, rough story. Uh, and, um, you know, if you've seen the movie with Angela Bassett, what's love got to do with it? I mean, it goes into a lot of it, but it doesn't go into. I think the stuff that's happened since is equally as tragic, because what I got from the documentary is how hard she tried to reinvent herself. And then she wrote the book so that she hopefully wouldn't ever have to talk about Ike again. And all anybody ever wanted to talk about was Ike. And just watching the pain on her face anytime anyone ever asked her about any of that stuff, it was
0: just sad. Well, you know, the movie is Hollywood and this is super real. You know, you get to see it and i i have i don't know i guess i have mixed feelings about the documentary because if you already know tina turner and you already know her story there's not really anything new here for you in my opinion i don't think there's anything that that uh kind of jumps out at you or anything like that she of course had a terrible life um Ike was not nice Uh, to say the least. Yeah. To say the least. Um, I love Tina Turner. I've had the privilege of seeing, seeing her live. My mom, uh, on her final tour when she came to Dallas, she, my mom got nuts and she was like, I'm going to get us Tina Turner tickets. And she said that for like several months and it got almost annoying, but we got there and I had, didn't know what to expect. Uh, and she just kills it, man. She was so good. She was so good. And the part that that blew my mind, like, yeah, all of her hits are great, but right in the middle of the show, the band kind of, she's going through her like, I don't know, like 10th or 12th like costume change. And this is a moment when her band, it's just killing it. It's just playing whatever they want. Apparently they would play something different every night. And on this night, when she finally comes back out, they're chugging away on a whole lot of love and she nails it. Nice. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then like halfway through it, she goes, but we're not going to do that song tonight. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she's, she's fantastic, man. She's, uh, I don't know if you've heard, she is the leading vote getter in the rock and roll hall of fame right now. Well, she needs to be. Yeah. I mean, With, she
1: deserves it.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, my big takeaway from it came at the end of it when there she was like, I hadn't, she's been out of the public eye for right. years since that tour living overseas. Yeah. And, and, uh, I hadn't seen her when I saw her. I was like, Oh man, she is, she is aged. And of course, and this is it, this, this documentary and there's a Broadway show about her life. This is it for her. She she made it perfectly clear, which is not something you ever get to hear a, a musician do or an artist. Like you never hear this is it from somebody. No, she's like, I just I wanna go to America, I wanna, you know, see this play in this Broadway show, and then I want to do this documentary and say goodbye, and that's it. I'm done.
1: Well, and how poignant is it that her whole life was not on her terms, pretty mm-hmm. much, but she got to leave on her own terms?
0: Yeah. and good That for
1: her. is powerful.
0: Super I, I, powerful. I think so, too. There were, um, and I wish this had been covered, because after her retirement, I don't know if you ever heard this story. I guess about like after her last show for that big world tour, she did, I guess I want to say it was like five or six years later, like the Prince of Saudi Arabia paid her $6 million to come and play a private concert for him or something. And I was like, <laughs> like no one's going to get to see this. It's not fair. <laughs> but, but the, like she's, she's that kind of, of artist. I I feel like that you can hear these strange stories about, but you step back and you go, "Nah, that makes total sense." Like she is that good, and she deserves that money. Um, the other thing, oh man, ah, my mind just went blank. Oh, and you're gonna have to take over. Go. Well,
1: I, one of the things because I've been gnawing on this idea since you mentioned Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I was juxtaposing her with other with her contemporaries basically and one came to mind immediately that I thought we uh, we could probably juxtapose and it's a man who is known as the hardest working man in show business, James Brown, right? Okay. And yeah. I feel like she is the hardest working woman in show business. For real. And I feel like from the very beginning up through what's love got to do with it, up through Private Dancer, uh, The Thunderdome, all that stuff, she did nothing but work her tail off. And, and you gotta, so Sorry, go ahead. She is just as deserving of that mantle as James Brown
0: is. I would agree. And you gotta love that scene in the documentary where she said, you know my manager came up to me and said, well, what do you want to do? And she goes, well, I want to sell out arenas and stadiums like the stones. And she did it like, she, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It's like, you say it and so it shall be. And yeah. She's just, she's got the hits. She had amazing stage presence. And I wonder now that I've seen her, I I don't think she's going to perform. At the at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, no, I, I really don't. But I know she'll accept it. And I and now I gotta wonder like who are they gonna get up there to pay tribute to her? Like yeah, that, to
1: like induct her. That yeah, would be that, amazing.
0: That I really want uh, Mick to induct her. Mick yeah, Jagger. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that would be super cool. But
1: I did love how the documentary started out with like that whole idea of she was Mick Jagger before before Mick Jagger was Mick Jagger. I thought that was a real I was
0: like, yeah, that really is a good point. And that's a really good good point indeed. Um I got to say, man, I got to hand it to HBO. They've done two rock docs this year and they killed it on both of them. Really. Right. The the BG's one is awesome too. If you haven't seen that, you got to see that. That one's really great. And this one's super awesome if you have never if you're unfamiliar with Tina Turner you only know her songs, this will give you everything you need to know. Like this, this is a really solid documentary. Um, anything you want to add to that? You know,
1: and then I also, if since we're talking about HBO, I want to mention too, one that they did when they first started, um, another music documentary that's amazing is On the Record. I don't know if you've watched On the Record. That's one that our listeners should also watch.
0: I'm, I'm about, afraid to watch that one.
1: Oh yeah, it's not one that you want to watch with your kids. It is. No, uh, it's about uh, the inherent sort of. Well, I mean, it's it's the Me Too movement, but it's basically in the hip hop world. It's how a, one particular woman to advance was basically made to do stuff. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, what a world. Yeah. Right. Totally. Seriously.
0: Well, um, like like we said, if you uh, if you're interested in Tina Turner, definitely check that out. It's for uh, sure. It's on HBO Max. It is it's worth on your time. I'm sure it's on HBO as well. And that, and all of our off track <laughs> stories and everything else <laughs> has finally somehow gotten us to the patented top top three. three top three love it best segment oh it's it's you know it's what we live for the top three yeah it's fun (laughs) um and and, uh this week's top three i had to uh i i came up with it myself and um i i have to admit it's kind of just a kind of a cop-out because it's just like, yeah, why not? Let's do top three guitar solos. Let's just let's just Yeah. Do it.
1: it was kind of in the middle of our ideas list, but it's yeah. a good one.
0: Yeah, and it'll be fun. Uh Owen, are you going first or is it me Sure. I'm happy okay. to go first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh so Owen, take it away. So
1: before before I do my list, I wanted to to uh, I, I, we put a pin in this discussion earlier and I wanted to just continue the circle okay. back to uh what i was saying so um i josh is like a pro level guitar player i'm an amateur guitar player and but i do love playing guitar and i have been playing guitar since i saw steve ray vaughn on austin city limits and i was i was blown away by how he could bend these gigantic strings over two frets like it would just blue and then make it look so easy so that's why i got into guitar playing but
0: we'll need to have a uh, stevie ray vaughn show at some point in time I got, my goodness i, I got I some did stories consider,
1: i did consider some stevie ray tracks but i couldn't decide so i just i just took that out of contention i got,
0: I got some stories i can i can tell you
1: oh yeah well me too absolutely uh, yeah i
0: bet we do <laughs> yeah
1: exactly um So, I am a huge fan of the guitar solo. And as much as you guys have gotten to know me for being a country fan, my top three list is just straight up feet, shoulder-wide guitar. Like, rock and roll. Because those are all my favorite solos. And... So, when we started talking about this, I pretty quickly came up with a list. But to hold myself to a higher bar, I fired up my Xbox 360, Josh. And I put in, I got out my USB guitar. Uh oh. And I fired up a little rock band too.
0: And all of a sudden, everyone's going, oh, what? <laughs>
1: And I decided that was going to be the best way to vet my list. So I played as many of the songs as I had in the list. And actually, I was able to talk myself out of one of the ones I chose because I liked playing in Rock Band another song better. So... (laughs) Now you know my process. And it's not always academic, but I feel like it's solid.
0: I feel like uh, you and I are going to have vastly different vetting processes. <laughs> Maybe th- so.
1: But I figured cool. that wasn't at least an, an, like, a, like a, a relatable one. <laughs> Indeed. No, no. It, it works, man. So um, while we're doing this, uh, I have tried, I've made every effort. To uh, cue it to where um, the guitar solo is is only played. I'm not going to play the whole song, obviously.
0: Um, yeah, no, that would so, defeat the purpose. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So while you're so while you're que- while you're while you're queuing this up, um, yeah, just let me know when you're done and
1: I'll yeah. stop. Uh, you're, yeah, I'm ready. Whenever you are.
0: Oh, you are. Okay, go, 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 go.
1: So with. <laughs> now that i've set up everything correctly uh i have been vamping in order to kind of do some behind the scenes technical stuff here so with no further ado i give you my number three guitar solo and i've decided that i'm not even going to tell you what it is prior to i'm just gonna roll it so here is number three So that is my number three, and I had to get in those last harmonics. Like I've always been, I'm such a sucker for the little harmonic taps. So good. That was the Rock Band choice right there. Uh, it's so much fun to play on Rock Band, especially if you get the uh, the street going and the audience is really kind of clapping along, because that's a song that's awesome clapping along too. <laughs> So I had one song in that slot and I decided I was gonna switch that one out just because of rock band. So that's the rock band choice.
0: So that is uh that's Bastin, more It's than Boston, yes. Bastin.
1: I got into Boston at church camp when I was like in fourth grade. <laughs> Cause one of our camp like our counselors was a huge Boston fan. And I'd never heard of Boston. And so, like, we were just kind of chilling listening to Boston. And I totally love it. So I always think about that dude and how cool he was. But uh, so That's good, awesome. man. You yeah, know, well, th- there's there's so many bad directions that that story could go to. And uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that, th- that, th- that th- here's a story that didn't go bad, right? Good things came from a counselor. Camper relationship.
0: That that is good.
1: (laughs) So with no further ado, here comes my second favorite list on the list. And I will tell you another one of my guitar heroes is none other than Jimi Hendrix. And I do love listening to Jimi Hendrix guitar solos. But... I thought that was low-hanging fruit. So I eliminated that from my choices as well. I did, however, choose this song, not because it's a Jimi Hendrix track, but this song makes me think of what this band would be like if Jimi Hendrix was the guitar player. So, with no further ado, here... Is my number two guitar solo. Maybe clap. So that, of course, is the great Pearl Jam with their song Yellow Better. Pearl Jam is one of my ultimate, top-of-the-level favorite bands up there with Neil Young. Uh, I adore them, and I love this song. Even though most people think it's mumbling, I, I could tell you what the lyrics are just because I'm such a nerd. But man... I love that solo. Do you see what I'm saying about that's like if Jimi Hendrix played in Pearl Jam? That would be that would be what it would be like.
0: Yeah, so that that's um I forget what effect he's using. I think it's like a they call it a fuzz face. Okay, yeah. But, but um that that's the Mighty Mike McCready and Stone Gossard playing on that track. Yep. Um it, Pearl Jam is a fantastic guitar band. Um, They just are. And and I know this rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I I liked Tin, but I didn't love Tin. I really didn't start loving Pearl Jam until they put out the self-titled album with the avocado on front. Oh, okay. And then from that point forward, I was all in. And uh, I was in a band that even covered, covered Animal off of verses. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we we only got to play it once, but dude, it like people dug that. So, I uh, I I'm a big fan of Pearl Jam and I do like the song. It's a good song.
1: Yeah, and see my favorite, I mean, I'm not it's not as not far as, along as
0: yours. It's not an obvious choice.
1: Right. For a, for a solo, but it's a good one. It's a great solo. And see my favorite Pearl Jam album, it's not as far along as yours, but it's Yield.
0: Oh yeah. Which I is the one with
1: Wishlist and oh, oh Wish list is such one. a great song. Yeah. I use it when I taught English I I taught Wishlist as figurative language because it's oh, all nice. the way through it. Very cool. I wish I was a neutron bomb for once that could go off. I mean I just it's so good. That's
0: good. Yeah. I'm gonna steal that one.
1: Yeah, and huh. the my, my students' favorite one was I wish I was the full moon shining off a Camaro's hood. They always love that. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was kind of cool, too, because you're kind of, then you have a little pathos with the Camaro's hood, American muscle sort of thing. Yeah, good stuff. So that brings us to number one. And this almost gets a ceremonial number one because it always has been. Like I think as a child, and when I say child, I'm talking about eight, nine, ten, somewhere along in there this was the first time I can remember going wow that guitar part is really cool like you know I know solos are part of songs but this is the first time like I really noticed what I would later know as a guitar solo so with no further ado here it goes we will rock you So, yeah, there we go.
0: Solid choice.
1: Thank you, sir. Solid yeah, choice. I mean, they're all arena rock and hard rocking, amazing rock guitar solos. Yeah.
0: So Brian May, I, I, so someone, I'll bet someone's listening and knows that I'm not the biggest Queen fan. Somebody's listening right now. and going, oh, here he goes, He's going to disqueen. Queen. I'm not okay. going to disqueen. Queen. I think Brian May is a fantastic guitar player. There was a guitar, the greatest guitarist of all time countdown list, and he made it to number one, and I have to argue with that. I don't think he's that good, but I, I do. I would
1: agree with you. I don't think he's one, but I think he's top five.
0: Ooh, I think you're pushing it at top five. Really? I think, I think he's top 20 best. Oh, wow. Best. Okay.
1: I can... We should talk about that sometime.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, well, I... It
1: might be too boring for, for this show. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I don't
0: know. Uh, but um, it, it's just, and I may be suffering from queen overexposure. This last, right. when the movie came out and just all of a sudden, everybody's a queen fan again, you know? Oh, like, yeah. And, and that happened with uh, Wayne's World. Like right. Bohemian Rhapsody and then everybody's a queen. And I, I mean, I get it. They've got some fantastic songs, but I wouldn't hold them up with the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. They're not the same. Like they're not that caliber. I just don't think they're there. But, um, but that's my opinion. Sure. And, and I'm well aware that my opinions can be, and usually are wrong. So, <laughs> so have your own and, Know that I admitted to you that I'm wrong. If you're listening and thinking, oh well, he's wrong. Oh, good, he told me he was wrong about. Que- I can live with this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good he admitted it. Let's move on. What's your top three, Josh? Oh well, I'm glad you asked. So, um, what's your top three, Josh? <laughs> thank you, Owen. Thank yeah, you. no problem. I thought that you was a nice segue. At- I'd rather hear it from you than the the mad guy who I just had the to, mad guy who hates yeah. you for
1: for uh, dissing on Brian May.
0: Yeah. And I okay. So, um when I was coming up with the top 3, it was tough because I started thinking about like all the guys that play guitar that I that I look up to. And I'm like, well, I, can't, I don't really want to go that route. So, I decided to do it this way. For me, a guitar solo and and as a songwriter and you know, not one that's known or not like professional or makes money off of it, but I'm a guy who dabbles. But as as a songwriter, if you're going to have a guitar solo, it better make an impact. You don't write a spot for a guitar solo and then just do something. So for me, it's got to be just as important to the song as the rest of the song is, right? So um, that's how I looked at this. Uh, and it took me back, coincidentally, just like Owen, to when I was a kid and in hearing guitar solos for the first time. In fact, uh, I will tell you that two of these songs are what made me notice the guitar for the first time ever and eventually would lead me to start playing guitar. But um, the first one is not one of those two. Uh, <laughs> the, the This song... Um, is a big song for this band and if you know me you know i'm a fan of this band so i'm not gonna say what the name of the band is but i'll tell you the title of the song and uh the reason i picked it is because the guitarist for this band i am always astounded by him because his ability to create sonic landscapes and somehow set a mood with his guitar blows my mind and it's just always perfect now the the album that this is on was an album that he they recorded and uh, a lot of people were writing uh stuff about this guitarist saying that he relies too heavily on his effects so he decided that for this entire album he would not use guitar effects and if you go and listen to it it's probably one of the most punk albums that this band has ever done probably more so than the first two and it's just fantastic so i'm gonna go ahead and introduce it because i've already given you all of this stuff and here we go so i uh, this is you two new year's day and the edge playing guitar that owen are you uh, familiar with
1: that track oh my gosh yes i totally have yeah. that on cd and vinyl i love that album and that's a really good g- guitar solo and now that i'm sort of isolating it it's really cool how it sort of jives with like the bass and the drums i yeah. really like the interplay of yeah that.
0: It, it, it's really cool and uh i always try to remind people like there is like man that solo cuts out real quick i go it's because he's playing keys too, dude. Like he's, he <laughs> he is. He's like, if you go and see him live, like that part of the show is always my favorite because he sits there, his keys, he's playing the keys, and then and then he plays the guitar, and then he goes back, and I'm just like, yeah, that would <laughs> that would mess with me. I don't know that I can do it. Um, but it's it's really really cool. Okay, so this is one of the two songs that when I was a kid that made the instrument pop out at me. And um, it's really funny because the artist for this song is not someone you would think, oh yeah, guitar solo. Like it's not it. Um, This song is actually a duet uh, featuring Phil Collins and another Phil, Mr. Philip Bailey. And the track is called Easy Lover. The guitarist is Phil Collins, touring guitarist at the time. I don't know if he still tours with him or not. But um, his name is Daryl Sturmer. And this is one of my favorite guitar solos ever. It just, it just feels good. So here's the guitar solo from Easy Lover. impact impact that solo is impactful you hear it it's got this really cool middle like beginning really cool middle uh big time climax falling action and conclusion like
1: it, it's just it's a story within itself
0: it really is and and it just the tone is cool and it sounds so 80s but i I mean that's when i grew up i grew up i was born in 1980 so you know phil collins was big around about the time that i was cognizant of music that was going on you know so absolutely but that i just love that solo uh yeah it's good
1: yeah yeah it's not too bad i mean I, i don't know that i honestly until you put it on the list and i really unpacked it i don't know that i really noticed it but i really do like it i like that yeah Last big crescendo that leads into the vocal. I think that's really kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Um I realize it's not everybody's pick, but they're my top three. So yeah, here we exactly. <laughs> it's a solid <laughs> but, pick
1: no, for yeah. for sure.
0: Before we get to number one, I have to say this because he's not on the list, and it's and it kind of it's kind of bothering me because I thought of the than New Year's Day track, and I was like, no, nah, I'd rather have that on there. But um, I almost had a Huey Lewis song on here, and uh, I couldn't decide. It was either going to be I Want a New Drug or If This Is It. If you don't know anything about Chris Hayes, the guy who played lead guitar in Huey Lewis in the News, go and revisit those the, that stuff, because he was real close to making my list. I feel like he's really underrated um just in the 80s he was doing some really cool stuff that other guitarists were not doing because he was using uh jazz um uh oh my gosh he was using jazz scales to play his leads and and that you know was a step away from the usual like a minor pentatonic scales and i'm speaking guitar gibberish i know but trust me when i say that it's different and and just really cool so please Uh, take it upon yourself go check that out um chris hayes from huey lewis and the news really great stuff which brings me to number one now you want to talk number one guitarist of all time all time this is the guy for me this is number one i don't know that there's anybody who's done what he did in the last 30 to 40 years for guitar i i really don't um I can't think of any, anybody that comes close because he changed the way that we as guitar players think about playing it. Um, he changed the way you attack the strings. He changed the way you thought about tone. He changed the way that uh, you present it. I mean, he created and made his own guitars. So just, just a phenomenal player. Now, the song that I've picked... Again, probably not the obvious choice, but I picked it because it's impactful. I will. Well, and
1: it's what what obviously it's not even from that guy's band, which I think is no, interesting.
0: No, so let me uh, let me tell you a little story because I did some research on this the other day. I I wanted to make sure I knew what I was saying before I walked in uh, into this. Let me take you back to uh, in the '80s, and Michael Jackson is busy making Thriller he's working on a song called beat it and Quincy Jones decides to make a phone call to this guitar player and the guitar player at the time did not think it was Quincy Jones. He was kind of giving him hell and Quincy finally was like, no, really it's me. He's like, Oh, okay. So Eddie, uh, Eddie Van Halen walks in there, there, uh, you know where I am said going. it. Yeah. He walks in, and the story is great. The elephant
1: in the room has been pointed out.
0: Yeah. He walks in, and he goes, all right, what do you need? What do you want me to do, Quincy? And Quincy says, whatever you want. And he goes, you better be sure when you say that, because I will do whatever I want. So not only does he write a solo, he rearranges the song for Michael Jackson. And when Michael Jackson comes in, he goes, look, man, I don't know if you're even going to like this, but I rearranged it. And I think this is actually better than your original version. He anticipated that Jackson would not like it, but Jackson was thrilled with it. No pun intended. Uh, He was quite happy. And he thanked Eddie for not only coming in and just playing, but actually caring about the song. And you want to talk impactful solos the guitar solo to beat it is impactful for a lot of reasons, not just because it's Eddie Van Halen, but because it's the collision of two giant musicians at a time where they are at the top of their prime. And uh, I'll end the story before I introduce it by saying it's interesting because this album, which Eddie is on keeps Van Halen's 1984 from reaching the number one spot. So without further ado, here is Beat It featuring Eddie Van Halen. Every time I hear it, it's every time I'm like, yes, yes. Rest in peace, Eddie. Seriously, that is that is amazing. That's amazing.
1: When you know it's Eddie Van Halen, you're like, well, duh, it's Eddie Van Halen. It sounds just like Eddie Van Halen, too.
0: Well, there was another story uh, because he didn't get credited for this. Uh, If you look at the sleeve, it says, uh guitar solo by Frankenstein, which is the name of his guitar The, the guitar. Yeah. And he was in tower records and there was these two kids in front of him. Like listen to this guy trying to sound like Eddie and he tapped him on the shoulder. and He goes, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Whoa. <laughs> or they were like gnarly. Oh, of course. Yeah. So the yeah. sort of
1: California lingo
0: for sure. Yeah. So anyways, that's my top three. It would three. be bussin today. Yeah. Whoa, for bussin. Sure. Yeah so that that's my top three um I thought they were both very well I, I liked your list i liked my oh, list. yeah absolutely and I, like
1: I said earlier i think they're both very josh and very owen lists
0: oh for sure for sure and <laughs> and before we go um you know all of you who are listening give us a top three like we'll we'll throw another one out there we don't mind we're not shy. But we'd love to know, like, what you want us to do for the next top three. Um, you know, it takes us like two weeks to throw this all together. So you got time. And uh, if you want to just wait until, like, you think, oh, I bet they're about to do the show, we'll do it right then. We really. <laughs> yeah, totally. We'll yeah. change it like five minutes before showtime. Hey, let's do this. Maybe let's that's do this. a little too much, but yeah. <laughs> but um yeah send us send us your top three for sure so with the end of our top three i think as always that's the end of the show um we want to thank everybody for listening and owen have a good day or a week or whatever. Sir. Or or month. Yeah.
1: Or, or whatever, right? Yeah,
0: man. No, nah, hopefully I see you before then. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I'm just thinking
1: less, in in the
0: larger scheme of things. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Summer's coming, people. To yes. all my May to all is my,
1: always when things get better.
0: Yeah. To all my educators out there, hang tough. Uh we love you and support you. And um hey, thank you for coming to the record room. We'll see you again real soon.